morning, good morning, good morning, we're on week four, quattro, of our series on, um, I call them kingdom postures, I only call them paleo values, core values, important things, seven, seven rings to rule them all. catch us talking about uh, serving or, or worship or discipleship, these are the ways that we serve and the ways that we disciple and the ways that we find ourselves worshiping, right? And so it's a little bit of a, a bend there. So um, let me say a quick prayer uh, and then we'll just kind of jump into some of this. Lord, we once again give you thanks uh, that we can gather in this different way and talk about these things that are important to us and just take this time and set it aside and say, let's, let's unearth some of this. I ask this morning that you would just fill us with your word uh, and fill us with your spirit and uh, may some things come to the surface for us uh, this morning uh, that maybe we haven't seen before. In your name, amen. So, um, by the way, I, I realized that we forgot to mention Jen in our prayer request, but uh, Jen Jacob had like gum surgery yesterday or something like that. Is that right? Or, yeah, so, anyway. Well, I guess I'm about to say whatever. Uh, cool, cool, cool. Local. Today we're talking about local and what it means to be local. Um, what, are, what were some of the things that you guys said? What does it mean to be local? Why is this important for us to talk about? Feel free to jump in. If you're on Zoom, jump in if you want. What are you doing over here? Oh, gee. Physical proximity is on the start of this. More about the relationship. Physical proximity is. Okay, yeah. Totally. In many ways, rural areas embody lo being local more than, you know, we, and even though we're sequestered in here, you know. Yeah. Yeah, anything else? All right. Well, you guys can harbor that for later because we're going to try to keep some time for you guys to reflect here in a bit if I can be brief. Um, so, yeah, that's a good that's a good kind of jumping point. You know, I grew up in uh, Kalioka, Tennessee, if some of you guys didn't know that. Uh, it's like an hour south from here, and there are no stop signs. Actually, there's some stop signs. There's no stop lights. There's a K-12 school that I went to for a while, but that wasn't small enough, so my mom decided to eventually homeschool us. <laughs> so, uh, and... We had a gas station, and inside the gas station was our one restaurant, uh, which my grandfather and I ate at pretty much every other night. You know, best sweet tea. And, uh, you know, just super local, right? 
uh, one of the other older guys who was in there pretty much every night, and he wore this just goofy fisherman's hat, and he had overalls on every time you've ever seen the dude. Anyway, his name was Wendell, who lived down the street from us, and uh, many of you know this story, my, when my grandfather passed away, years after that, my grandmother remarried Wendell, who lived down the street from us, so it was that local, okay? <laughs> and uh, anyway, yeah, yeah, local, what does it mean to be local? Another story that um, I know I've told some of you before is um, about... Uh, when I lived in Germany, there was this there was this friend that I was making, and anyway, he um, he was from Greece. His primary language is Greek, and uh, man, I'm really coming in. And uh, anyway, and he obviously spoke German now, and then he spoke some English. So our language, our communication wasn't like our strongest, you know, coming together. Uh, but but we we struck up a friendship, and then I realized that, um, or I gotta kinda, can you turn me down a little bit? I'm like, I can't even, yeah, that's not. Um, oh my gosh, maybe I'm this loud that you guys all the time, you're like, this is freaking with the phone now. Um, yeah, so, yeah, anyway, we kinda got, we kinda got a friendship going on, and then, um, long story short, we kinda found out that, um, he was a part of, like, so many different faith communities. And, um, which is just what it is, until uh, our pastor, Philip, finally was like, you know what, uh, I think you should have a conversation with this guy, you know, because it was kind of one of those situations where he belonged everywhere, but he didn't belong anywhere, and it, it hit, and it hit like a point where you're, where you're like, this is kind of unhealthy, and if we're really friends, like, we're going to talk about this kind of thing, and, uh, and, but I didn't want to, Philip's like, you should talk to him, and I'm like, I don't want to, and he's like, Talk to him. I'm like, oh, okay. So uh, anyway, we, we met up in the city, city center. We found some common ground. This place called McDonald's. Uh, this is pre enlightenment, so don't judge me. And uh, anyway, we sat down in one of these booths and I kind of began trying to figure out how to have this difficult conversation, uh, right? And uh, so so here we go. Like we're this is like our you know we're trying to find which language to talk. And um, I decide the best way to communicate and have this difficult conversation is, of course, by, like, drawing on a napkin. And so I decided, oh, so this is what I'm going to do. I'm just going to draw on this napkin. And um, I was like, okay, let me break it down. Let me break this down for you, buddy. And uh, this is you, right? And all these X's, these are, like, all the communities you're involved in. You're kind of over here, and you're over here, and you're over here, and I'm like drawing arrows, and I'm like, okay, all right, this is, this is clearly, you know, there, there's, there's one of you, and there's many of them. Like, how, how simple can we put this? You know, I'm, I'm really trying to overcome the language barrier by my amazing napkin drawing skills, uh, right? Uh, and so, uh, yeah, this pretty much went like you expected. Fifteen minutes later, we both find ourselves standing in the cold outside of McDonald's. He's yelling at me, and literally pointing his finger at me. He says, Caleb, I thought we were friends, but you're Judas. You're Judas. And uh, I'm like, whoa. And, and then he just stormed off, and like that's how that went down. And uh, 
you know, it's, it's really funny today, but at the time, it was not so funny, <laughs> right? It was like really hard and kind of hurtful. Uh, yeah, it, and so how do we talk about, it's sort of like something that we don't usually call each other out on, you know what I'm saying? Uh, this sort of idea of what it means to be local. Um, Jesus was local. Jesus was pretty local, actually. And not just because Jesus didn't have a car or have a passport, um, but um, because, so fill in the blank, numero uno, for those of you keeping score, uh, God is intentional. This is sort of the thing that we keep coming back to in this series, intentionality. God chose to come among us in the body of a person at a certain time in a certain place. God chose to come among us in the body of a person at a certain time and in a certain place. Um, you know, one of the, my favorite things, one of my favorite things on earth uh, is, is actually the earth. Uh, it's like, uh, it's amazing, uh, you know. And if you guys never get on Google Earth, uh, you're missing out. Uh, it's kind of one of those things I forget about for a long time, and then I remember, I'm like, oh, Google Earth, you know, and then you get on there, and it's even better, and they're constantly creeping on everyone, so the pictures only get better. And, uh, you know, sometimes I just look at my friends' homes, and you kind of, anyway, what are you guys doing over there? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it it's, it's really is amazing. Uh, so I want to, I want to focus. So here we are. Let's see if it'll work. My internet's super slow. Oh man, nothing's happening. Hang on. Let's see if we can do it with the mouse. Nope. It's just like a lot of water and air. Where's the land? This is not, this is not. Oh man. Well, we might not be able to do anything cool uh, because the, my inner, it's either my, oh, either my internet or, let's see. So um, this is where uh, God beamed in uh, a couple thousand years ago. Boom, that was the slow version, or the fast version. The slow version is much more cool. Uh, so yeah, it's like out of all the earth, 2,000 years ago, Jesus comes incarnate and decides you know that's a good spot to land right about there right although he says all the earth is mine isn't that cool there it is you're like what so much water anyway yeah so, all right we'll go back to powerpoint technology is cool but uh so jesus was local here's a little more perspective there it is, the life of Jesus, as far as we know, right? Uh, he pretty much uh, went from Nazareth to Jerusalem, back to Capernaum, down to Bethany and Jerusalem again, right? As far as we know. I mean, there's obviously his teenage years we don't know a lot about. In his late teens, he could have went to Vegas. It's unclear. We don't have any documents from then. But as far as we know, uh, this is the life of Jesus. Very small, very local, right? Um... Yeah, yeah, it's just this one little world, right? 
that, that, that God would, would, come to this, uh, would come to us in this small, local way, right? Uh, in fact, even in his small little uh, part of the earth, he, uh, when Jesus was, was walking on earth, he, he really didn't get everywhere. Uh, he, didn't, he didn't get to everyone. Uh, Jesus was person to person, right? He, he didn't heal everyone in the Middle East. He didn't cure every, every disease and every blindness, right, uh, in all of Jerusalem. Uh, Jesus was very local, but divine and human. Um, you know, our, our, lives, um, our lives are a bit like, uh, our lives are a bit like water. I think water is one of the most beautiful analogies for uh, our life. And, um, you know, I think sometimes, kind of going back to my conversation with my friend in, uh, in Germany, um, uh, sometimes we can be so spread thin uh, in our lives. And, and it's like, you know, we, it's like we're just trying to do so much. We're trying to be over here and over there. But really, the whole thing just feels... Right? And it's like, uh, and it's like our relationships and our work and all these other places are just getting a little bit of us, but are mostly just left uh, thirsty, right? And uh, for more. But what happens when, even though, let me put my hand in here and get dry because there's not much water in here, but there's just enough one, right? And I think this is like our life sometimes, that we can be either everywhere, trying to do everything, or we can be somewhere. There, there can be just enough for one, right? So I'm not sure if there's just enough. Mm, mm, mm. Actually, there might be enough for two. So I'm going to just throw that out there for you guys. Okay. Feel free to just pass that around. There's no COVID, probably. So, uh, you know, only until recent history, we were a local people, right? At least more local than we are today. You kind of knew your grocer. You knew your, uh, your milk supplier, your pig farmer. Uh, right, our relationships were more local. We were like more like trees planted in a certain place, uh, right? And the longer we lived, sort of the deeper the roots would go. Uh, but in more recent history, this has changed quite a bit. And um, and don't get me wrong, there's nothing against adventure or uh, you know travel or discovery or even getting out of your mom's basement, right? These are all important moves in your life. Um, but at some point, I do believe that we've got to relearn the sacred principle of what it means to be local. What it means to be somewhere. Especially as the church, once again, what it means to be planted. Uh, again, my friend Philip, he used to always use this quote. He'd say, the local church, the local church is the hope of the world. Right? And uh, 
And I believe that, I believe that actually is true, uh, that the world is changed uh, locally, right? It's me reaching out to you, the one in front of me, right? Person to person, the people around me in that place and in that time that I am, right? You say the local church is the hope of the world. You know, Jesus, Jesus didn't make it to everyone uh, when, when he was walking around, right? When he had legs. He still has legs. Uh, but he didn't have to, right? Um, Jesus locally chose a handful of disciples, right? Je- Jesus came and decided that the best way forward wasn't a, a large corporate machine, wasn't getting on Shark Tank, right? But it was uh, a small group of disciples, right? A person at a time, right? And then he sent his disciples to continue that local work himself, right? That they're essentially embodied with that local work. Uh, but this, this locality, this calling of locality began uh, a long time before the incarnated Jesus set foot on the earth, right? I mean, all the way back in Genesis 2, uh, we find God walking among us in the garden, right? Then you fast forward a couple chapters. Oh, man, what was in that water? Uh, Fast forward a couple chapters, and all of a sudden, you've got God. Out of all the people in the world, God choosing to tether with this really old, barren couple. Right? Every time I, I reread Genesis, I'm like, this stuff is whack. You know? It's like, like this really, really old barren couple. Uh, God says, uh, you two, uh, Abraham and Sarah, right? Let's do this thing. And he makes a covenant of all things. He makes a covenant with these people, right? This barren couple. And, and he says, I'm going to bless you and bless the whole world through you, right? Over and over in scripture, who does God say that God is? He says, I am the God of Abraham, of Isaac, of Jacob, right? Israel, right? Jacob, Israel. And over and over again, God is reconnecting our story with a local story, with a certain people in a certain place, in a certain time, right? All throughout scripture, anytime God tells us its name, it's always involved with this sort of like, this is where we came from, right? I love how Matthew begins. Matthew begins with this, like, just super long genealogy, right? You know, have you, ever, have you ever tried to read through Chronicles? You know, it's like, oh, my word, you know. But this is a God who is connected with people with names, right, in a certain story, in a certain way, right? Our God chooses a, a single people, a particular people, to give his law to, to show the way to. So, fill in, dose. Right, that's two if you go back Our God is always revealing the universal through the particular. Our God is always revealing the universal through the particular. Uh, I want to look at this text we briefly read earlier in Exodus 19. Exodus 19 is off the chain, by the way. All right. Uh, it said, Then Moses went up to God. And the Lord called to him from the mountain and said, This is what you are to say to the descendants of Jacob and what you are to tell the people of Israel. 
You yourselves have seen what I did to Egypt and how I carried you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. Now if you fully, now if you obey me fully and keep my covenant, then out of all nations you will be my treasured possession. Although the whole earth is mine, you will be for me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words you are to speak to the Israelites. Right? God's people set apart for means of blessing to the whole world, right? That's that's pretty much the most literal translation you can get from this, right? That that as God's people, we are holy, set apart as a means, a priesthood of blessing to the whole world, the whole world, even though all the earth is mine, right? It's so good. Okay. Our, uh, so so Kaleo, we say, is local. So this is important for us because we believe we are local by design and we are called to be a local people, right? Um, but living local doesn't just happen, right? Living local doesn't just happen, kind of what you guys are saying, I think, uh, because I live on Lonely Drive. You know what I'm saying? Uh, living local uh, is a choice, right? Fill in trace. Local is not just about living somewhere, but about choosing to live where you live. Local is not about living somewhere, but about choosing to live where you live. Last week, Emily preached on mutuality. You know, we didn't really plan this, but these are really building on each other, aren't they? Yeah, it's just going, it's just happening. The spirit. Uh, yes, yeah. Um, you know, she talked about what your relationship is like with your barista and your post lady and all that. We kind of talked about some of that, you know, the people in your world, uh, you know, and, uh, and I'm going to, I'm going to pick a little bit on the Arnett's because they're both here today. Uh, but, um, you know, Ryan Deers, they're like boss at this stuff. I mean, Ryan has like lunch with his banker at Pinnacle and his Home Depot supplier and his UPS person and his burrito supplier, you know, it's like, man, it's like, I remember when I first started hauling trash and I started driving Ryan's green truck around, it was like being a celebrity, you know, I'd drive through Berry Hill, people were honking and waving like, Ryan, and then they'd be like, oh, that's not Ryan, yeah, <laughs> and I'd be like, what's up, yeah, yeah, it's so good, and, and Deirdre, right, there's hardly ever lived a family or especially an elderly person in the Woody Crest neighborhood that Deirdre doesn't know and also hasn't written a poem about, right? It's just like, you know, man, local, right? You gotta love them. Uh, by the way, we have a really awesome documentary if you've never seen it that we showed uh, maybe three or four years ago at the Fall Festival on uh, one of our neighbors made of, you know, some of the older folks in the neighborhood. Super cool. Anyway, free plug. Um, you know, I was talking with my mom a couple weeks ago, and um, <laughs> we were having this conversation, and I thought we were past this because we haven't had to have this conversation in quite a while, but it kind of resurfaced, and it's fine, but uh, she was like, you know, Caleb, we're like sitting in the kitchen, she's like, when, uh, have, you, have you and Emily talked a little bit more about maybe like, I don't know, maybe like moving out of the city a little bit, getting a little more room, having a little more house for the kids, spreading out a little, maybe a little more land, 
you know, a little bit more, you know, the cultural idea more. And, uh, you know, and I love my mom. And when she says these things, she has, she has the best intentions. All our parents do, right? Amen? And, uh, you know, no matter what stage of your life you're in, you know, praise like nothing. Uh, and uh, anyway, yeah. So anyways, she's got she's got the best intentions. But I'm like, my entire life, my entire life is within like three square miles of my house, right? My work, my ministry, my best friends, right? My my coffee fits. Like it's all here, you know. And I'm gonna get out here so I can have more. And then I get to like commute into my life, you know, it, it doesn't really add up, you know what I'm saying? And so there's this, there's this head to head thing uh, that happens. Uh, this, this idea of local goes head to head, right? This is really key with this, this cultural idea of more, right? Um, but, it, but this is actually challenging because I think this is the exact wrong way to think about this. I think this is the exact wrong way to, to see this posture. Um, this is really key. Choosing to be local is not about self-denial. Okay? Choosing to be local is not about self-denial. Fill in the blank, quattro. Choosing to be local is not a negative, but a positive. Choosing to be local is not a negative, but a positive, right? Being local is not about, okay, let's be clear. Being local is not about me denying myself, all right? It's not about me dragging it out in one place. Being local is not about me sticking to my guns and doing the thing that I said I was going to do, right? That's not it. Right? Being local, this is about hope and joy and depth, right? And love. Being local is the juice that makes it juicy. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> this is what's up, right? And if you're seeing it any other way, you're just kind of missing the whole point of doing the thing that we're trying to do here because it's not about dragging it out. It's not about me losing. It's about me loving, right? Are you with me this morning? Love is local, right? Love drives us to be local. Being local is not about limitations, but it's about limitless depth, right? That's what local is about. It's not about my limitations. It's about limitless depth and putting the roots down with a people and a time and a place. Are you with me? Woo! All right, we're going to wrap this thing up. We can spend a long time talking about this stuff because... It's so good. Uh, and we could spend a long time kind of, you know, talking about how Kaleo has embodied this local principle. Like, everyone, take your hand, pat yourself on the back right now. You know, we could do that. And, uh, and sometimes it's important to do that. Uh, but I'm really more interested in dreaming together how we can be more local today. And what it looks like and what it means to be local uh, tomorrow and the places where we live and to put new roots in places we haven't yet reached. And so to close today, I want to read 
uh, what I think is a really important text for us this morning uh, that comes out of Jeremiah 29. And it's in your handout, hopefully in your heart. Uh, but it's not the Jeremiah 29 text that you might be thinking of. Some of you know what I'm talking about. But it's earlier in the chapter. And God is talking to a people, uh, his people, that particular people, who are now experiencing exile in Babylon, right? They're no longer, or rather not yet, in the promised land. And I think this is really important for us because... Uh, I think sometimes our life can feel very much like exile. It can feel very much like, this is not the place I imagined myself being, (laughs) right? If you're one of those people who are really looking out there, you know, and you really had somewhere tucked back in there, this, a lot of these expectations, uh, I don't suffer from this a lot because I realize I have low expectations for my life, you know, with... But Emily makes up for that because she's got all the expectations. So we kind of meet in the middle. But, uh, you know, it's like, this is not how I imagined any of this happening. Like, in this neighborhood, in Nashville, like, where's my picket fence? Are you with me now? You know? So sometimes there's, there's a million different ways that we can feel like exile. Anyway, I digress. Let's look at this text. Jeremiah 29, verse 4. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, to all the exiles whom I have sent into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. A whole other story, right? Am I right? Verse 5. Build houses and live in them. I love that that's in there, right? Not just build houses and live in them. Plant gardens. Not just plant gardens. Actually eat what they produce, right? It's got to be said. Take wives and have sons and daughters. Take wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage that they may bear sons and daughters. Essentially, multiply there and do not decrease. I love that. Multiply and do not but seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile and pray to the Lord on its behalf for in its welfare you will find your welfare this is the word of the Lord so good in its welfare you will find your own welfare Live there. Eat there. Be there. Stop trying to be somewhere where you're not. (laughs) Like, live there. Embody the kingdom there. In its welfare, you will find your own welfare. And that's it, right? Kingdom people. Close with this. Kingdom people, right? What we must do as if I recall what Zach's grandmother used to say, you got to bloom where you planted. Are you with me this morning? We've got to find, once again, what it means to be a local people in a certain time, in a certain place, the work of the kingdom of God.
look at somebody this morning and say, bloom where you planted. Right on. That was kind of weak sauce, but we'll let it go. Right? All right. Well, this is the way. Um, I'm going to close, and I, I want to, I'm going to say just a small prayer for us, and, uh, and I want us to uh, break out with your pins and your people, and, uh, and uh, try, to, try to answer a few of these questions uh, this morning on the back, and then um, we'll give it a couple minutes, and then we'll have a reading and a song. So, um, let's pray. Lord, we give you thanks uh, for uh, your word that continues to sharpen us and change us. Fill us with a vision and a dream and an excitement and a hope and a love for our community and what it means that we could be even more local. We give you thanks in your name. Amen.